Hello and welcome to Level Up and Friends, where those of us from the video game and comic book store Level Up Entertainment get together each week with some friends and discuss something we're passionate about each week. Uh, today we've got something a little bit different. Um, I've got Lori Foster and John Pence uh, from Unlikely Hero Studios. They have a new Kickstarter for Elsewhere Volume 2, and we're going to talk about it and promote it and explain why you should back it while there's still time, uh, which is why this episode's coming out a little bit early, uh, since time's going to be of the essence. Um, I'm your host, as usual, I'm your host, Scott, and joining me this week, you know, I've got Laurie. Hey. And we've got John. Hey, y'all. So, guys, Elsewhere number two, uh, what's it about? <laughs> well, yeah, it's about 250 pages, um, and in there, it's about everything. Um, so it's a, um, it's a great big anthology, um, but being volume two, it, um, you know, volume one came out last year, maybe a little bit before, and, um, we got a little bit of a buzz from it. We got, um, we got a few people interested And this year. We got, um, so many great, uh, submissions that you know all genres all styles all levels of uh serious and funny and um sad and trippy um so we, we just tried to fit it all in one book no that's exciting i i love anthology series like the books because you can get a lot of bang for your buck um like you said there's all kinds of genres and stories in there i know the first one had a little bit more of like a, a sci-fi-ish action kind of feel um but just looking at the some of the preview art on the kickstarter page like this one feels a lot more there's a lot more variety in it which is exciting there's a ton of variety yeah um and, and that's what makes it um that's what makes it fun for us is when you know high quality stuff comes in that um the challenge is my ability to put one after the other, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, wow, how am I going to make this whole thing work? I mean, I guess it's a little bit like putting like a good like a uh, playlist together. Like, oh, you got to think about like the flow you're going to have to go from one to the next. You know, if you're reading it all back to back, it's almost exactly like that. Or, or yeah, he gets it. Yeah. That's awesome. Mixtape. Yeah, like a mixtape. Yeah. Um, so, what are some of the stories uh, people can expect from this one? What are your favorites, Laurie? Oh my goodness. Oh, you're going to put me on the spot. I, uh, I didn't mean to. Yeah. No, it's okay. Uh, wow. Oh, uh, we have, we have one, um, actually the leading story in the anthology. The first one in the book is called crushed. Um, and it's a, like a romance kaiju story. Yeah. I'm not going to say anything besides that, uh, but it's freaking amazing. And it's There's really just kind of, different and yeah is it romance um, with the kaiju or just a romance the story that takes place in the backdrop of like a, a kaiju story i i can't give it away all right because <laughs> I'm, I'm very curious about that one now <laughs> romance yeah. and the kaiju are not unrelated factors how about that yeah i mean you know i love godzilla so i guess that is a, a better love story than twilight right um, exactly. <laughs> we've got kind of a cyberpunk western. Um, we've got uh, plenty of horror, plenty of uh, sci-fi. Um, a good, solid stretch of superhero insanity from the um, Short Fuse Media Group. 
um, that was cool because they, they got all the uh, all the artists within their publishing company to come together and, and make a short. How many okay. people were involved in that one? Like a dozen? Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I think 14 total or something just on their project. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You see, yeah. as you skim through it, there's like guys flying through the air and frightening. And then there's a panda who barfs on somebody. And it, it's awesome. <laughs> so is it like somebody, like a new artist every page? Theirs is uh, linking a bunch of their um, intellectual properties together into one story. Okay, but it's one artist. It's one artist across the whole thing, but each page is written by the writer that owns the okay. respective property. Yeah, it's okay. really interesting. They did an amazing job with it. Yeah, because as I was gonna say, I was just looking at the list of creators uh, involved, and it's like a big block of people. Is it like fifty people? Yeah, yeah. Uh, in the in the full book, yeah, it's uh, seventy total people. It oh should my be. god! Yeah, yeah. Like uh, you know. Uh, I guess it's people from probably all over the world here. Um, mm -hmm. um, so that's really exciting. I'm just, just from looking at the, the art and stuff on the page, I think what I am excited for is the Medusa one. I'm not sure what story that goes to, but the, the print you can get, I think is really cool. Yeah, Miss Medusa's Menagerie. Miss Medusa. Monstrous, men monstrous Menagerie. Monstrous. Well, I absolutely <laughs> adore alliteration, so. <laughs> uh yeah that story uh that's uh matt frank and paul hanley he's the one writing unthinkables that's our other series um that's the two of them to working together uh, uh matt Crutzer is lettering uh if you're if you like D D at all like it'll be right up your alley it's very creature oriented it's funny it's uh yeah i can't i don't want to give too much away but it's it's great. Uh, Paul has done so much research on that with like uh, mythology and history, and it's awesome. Oh, that's really exciting. Uh, what are some of the other stories in it? Just the art is so different from all of the things that you've shown, like on the on the Kickstarter page. Which I guess we should mention uh, your uh, UHS Studios on there. Um, I'll I'll link it in the description for this uh, po podcast episode as well. Thank you. Yeah, if works. anyone's listening to it and just wants to type it into their phone real quick. UHstudios.com slash or backslash, whichever it is in real life and then Kickstarter. Yeah, yeah, that's the quick link to it. It's just UHstudios.com slash Kickstarter and people can get there like that. Cool. Yeah, keep it keep it nice and simple for people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> say the other... But, what and the on other Kickstarter, if you search for elsewhere, it's the only one like you have to type the whole word mm -hmm. but we show up there say so the other one of the other prints you can get uh the cyber winch one is also really cool and that has a story as well no that one is just good old-fashioned like heavy metal magazine cover art yeah it's um, pretty it's pretty sweet i i'm sure that one does have uh, a story behind it i know the artist who did it and i actually asked him for that piece just for um it, it's inside the table of contents so the the table of contents is kind of over top of that artwork okay um and what's nice is these are add-ons so you can you don't have to choose you can just get whichever ones you want right um so how which how many kickstarters have you guys had now is this your 10th one yes i think it is the 10th actually wow. yeah and yeah as of this recording you're well on your way to like it's it's going to be funded and you're going to be good to go 
Yeah. So people like at, at home know that like, hey, this will happen. They already know what they're doing. Um, yeah. We've carried a ton of your books in the store already. So, um, you know, we know we can get that. And then obviously once this eventually becomes to, to print, we'll have it as well. Um, I know we've got elsewhere number one. I think we still have one or two of those left. Um, if we happen to sell out, I'll grab some more. But what's nice is you guys also put up all of the books you guys have published. You can also get as add-ons either digitally or physically, which there's some pretty good deals in there. Um, like I was, we were talking uh, before we were recording and like $5 for super volume one, that's almost 200 pages of superhero comics for five bucks. Like that's nothing like Marvel yeah, charges more than that's... that for an issue of Spider-Man. Like exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, yeah. So I'm, I'm really excited to, to help bring this to people. Um, is there any other stories in here you guys can can talk about? I know you're trying to keep it as spoiler free as possible. Yeah, there's a bunch in there. Um, Say which one is sure. I'm gonna go looking right now. Yeah. Um, so, well, the, John um, has a story in there. He hasn't mentioned it yet. No, I haven't. Yeah, yeah. What's um, your story then? So, yeah, I, I have a um, a story that's and and this is one of the things about you know like Miss Medusa's Marvelous Menagerie is kind of a preview maybe a pitch for a bigger work that's coming out and so is um, my story called staying alive which is kind of a um it's like a, a rockford files kind of detective show mm -hmm. where the detective gets beat up a fair amount but it's set in like modern day pacific northwest in the um you know in the green rush industry the in the, in the cannabis industry um, so he's, um, yeah, like a, a stoner Jim Rockford private detective who's not very good at his job. <laughs> I mean, I think that sounds like what uh, we all want to be when we grow up, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that falls under the unlikely heroes, like subtitle, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess that's a, a unifying uh, kind of theme you guys have amongst all of the stuff you publish, right? Yeah. I didn't even, and, um, I hadn't even thought who, of it like that yet. The guy who did um, artwork for Surgeon Number Three, Stan Yak, has a, um, a funny, it is funny, sci-fi mm -hmm. kind of thing that's set in some alternate universe and there's um, gigantic dragons and all sorts of different monsters. Um, that's that's a heck of a cool piece and, and uh, so that one is all in black and white you know the, mm -hmm. the letters are colored uh, my my piece is in black and white uh, there's another one um called zane that's kind of like um medieval swords and sorcery um but like the um like a trickster story mm -hmm. that one's really fun too um, you know, and that, you know, what, I think we have three or four black and white stories, but a whole bunch of color. Um, some stuff that is, um, you know, obviously trying to be like pro Marvel quality photoshopped to the, you know, to the high, high resolution. And, and some is kind of more free form um, or, or like you can see brush strokes 
on paper that were scanned in. Um, okay. A lot of different styles and, uh, and ways of thinking about comics. Yeah, this, this one definitely feels like it's a much bigger uh, project than the first one was. Not that the first one was small by any means, because um, that was still like a nice big jam-packed collection. Um, what is, how's this one felt like in putting together? How's it been different than putting together the first volume? Um, yeah, the first one, it, it was almost, um, it was almost like, do we have enough? Mm -hmm. With the second one, there's no doubt that we have enough. It was, um, you know, what do we do with it all? Yeah. <laughs> it, you know it was clear that we were getting um you know a tremendous amount of really great material um and we had to start making decisions about what to keep um and how 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 it might um work together um See, i don't know i think it's a good problem to have having oh yeah a lot a, of material. Uh, being spoiled for choice right or an embarrassment of riches whichever yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely cool being embarrassed by riches. Well, I mean, does that mean there might be a, a third volume on the horizon some point? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm I hoping... I can't see why not. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping this will be a yearly thing if we can manage it. That would be great to have a yearly anthology book because it's also great to, to showcase and promote, you know, indie creators. Um, as much as everyone loves Marvel and DC, like, it's no secret I'm personally extremely bored by the repetitive stories and how everything always, there's no character growth or change. Everything's always going to revert to their most marketable form. But there's right. so many yeah. great, interesting stories and creators out there. And the, the trouble is just you have to find them. But like, if I can point people to like, hey, here's one volume, even though it says volume two, you don't have to read anything else. It's got like, you know, a dozen great stories in it. And right. You know, if you find someone you like, then you can go down that rabbit hole and follow them or, um, on Instagram and online and find it's easier than to find what books that they're publishing. You know, so I think yeah, like, like any yeah. issue, um, any single issue you pick up of heavy metal is going to be entertaining. Um, the the flight series, um, it all the every single volume you pick it up and it's, it's this beautiful self-contained little world. Um, and, all right, get a little artsy fartsy about it. Go for it. Um, there was a, um, I think it was Kandinsky, the painter, who said that um, we we want to make the viewers feel something that they never felt before. Mm -hmm. um, and that, that's how you know that you have created something worthwhile. And you know, I think when we can do that with the combination of pictures and story and, and the characters that develop in just the space of maybe one page, maybe eight pages, um, that's exciting. So there's a whole bunch of individual works that give you this like, you know, each one is cool and well-built and well-constructed on its own. And then together they make something that's, you know, greater than the sum of the parts. Um, the book has a character, I think. And the last one did too, like you said, you know, it kind of had this science fiction -y feel to it. Um, I agree. And you know, this one is a little bit wilder. This one's a little more feral. Yeah, and I, I, I think that's cool. Not that I didn't dislike the first one, 
I liked it very much. But like I just just seeing the wild variety in art and the different kinds of stories, the ones you guys just told me about a bit, like they seem really cool and you can get them all in one spot. Um, I, it's not something you get, you know, as much as I feel like you probably would think you would, you know, if you go into a comic book store. Um, yeah. And, you know, let, let's be honest, like the, the graphic novels, the novels, um, even like, you know, you go to the comic shop and you pick up four or five issues. Those go on the bedstand. Yeah. Know, bed for, for night reading or you read them Sunday morning. The one on the back of the toilet tank <laughs> that has digestible chunks. Uh, no, no pun with digestible, but you know, it, it has like, you know, 10 minute chunks. That's its own, um, that's its own publishing product. That's something that, um, you know, every publisher wants to be able to create something for, for short bursts of engagement. Yeah. And I know um, you can bet when you back it, you can also get the digital version. That might be something great on your phone then. Or it's just like, totally. oh, I've got like five minutes at the bus stop. I can read up. Absolutely. A chapter. Yeah. You know, I didn't even think about that aspect of it. That's pretty cool, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's great. Um, and I know all of your books are also available digital and you can get them all in one spot here. Um, yeah. We should probably talk about some of the cool things you guys can get for doing the Kickstarter, right? Um, not only do you get the book, uh, what are some of the things you guys get? Digital art books? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, they we're also doing prints, like you were talking about the art prints. Mm -hmm. uh, the prints we have are all available, like in regular uh, UV coated glossy print. And then we also have them as metal prints, which are really cool looking. Yeah. Like a little piece of steel right on the cover. Yeah. Um, that's, and they're like, the, how big are they? Uh, the steel, the metal ones? Uh, they're comic size. Okay. So they're not going to take up your whole wall. Right. Right. <laughs> And in a retail location, you can just put them up on the shelf. Yeah. They don't, you, know, you don't have to put them on a special shelf. Oh, yeah. I didn't even yeah. think about that. And that's nice because, you know, they won't, like, fold up or bend or anything, uh, you mm -hmm. know, with humidity yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. Um, the really covers are, are a fascinatingly cool uh, innovation. And I never would have thought that I wanted them. And now I do. Like, I, I, I like them a lot. I'm afraid to get my first one because I think it'll like awaken something in me and I need to get a ton of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I already don't have enough wall space for all the cool compost stuff I can. <laughs> um, but I guess, again, that's, you know, a good problem to have where you're just like, oh, you know, because in theory I could just rotate them, but I'm lazy. Um, well, and then there's the leather bound copies too. Yeah, we were talking about that. Um, they're really cool. Um, yes. A little expensive for my blood, but I can I see that. It. Yeah, they look like, like some sort of grimoire tome or something. They're really cool. Yeah, we actually. Um, so the guy who does that for us, it's a uh, Geekify. Uh, his name's John Taylor or whatever. Um, I've I have it kind of planned with him that each volume of Elsewhere is going to be a different color, and they're going to coordinate. So like, if if you actually get all the leather bound versions, they're going to look really fucking cool on the shelf because it's going to be like a gradient of oh my god shades it's oh yeah, it's... so okay so they're so they're actually you're you're designing them so they, they do put them in order and they'll like go from one to the other yeah. exactly colors, i was like oh well, this one will be red and then this one will be green and then no that's yeah. really cool um now that i'm like looking because i have your the the kickstarter page up now i'm seeing the two of them together one's black and one's a little bit lighter i can see that you're going for that now 
yeah the new one so the yeah the number one will be black and then number two will be like a charcoal and then they'll kind of get lighter gray and then we're gonna have like browns and reds and we're gonna just keep yeah <laughs> that's really cool that's so great so uh, how did you guys get your submissions for this uh does, do people reach out to you do you reach out to people yes um, both all right good yeah so you know Lori's social media reach is is bigger than mine but between the two of us when we say a couple times in a row that we're looking for short submissions we'll hear back and we'll hear plenty of people who say um you know oh i'd love to let me get something together and we say yeah here's the deadline how about that Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, we give in. Um, but then, you know, like, you, Laura, don't you post on, um, uh, like, social media groups? Yeah, there, yeah, there are a couple of anthology kind of groups and stuff. Of course, like, we have just on our website, like, uhstudios.com slash elsewhere, there's uh, guidelines for submitting, and there's a submission form. Um, so that's always there. Um, but yeah, the main, it would probably be Facebook groups and, and stuff like that. And I, of course, the creators from the, the previous volumes, like we contact them and we're like, we're doing it again if you, if you want to submit something, because, you know, some of these creators are just uh, like uh, Dino Caruso. He's, uh, he has two stories in this one. I think he might've had two stories in the previous volume as yeah, well. He's, he's a maniac. Like, that dude puts I, out comments. I don't know what he, yeah, he's doing so many stories and like he gave us probably six and they were all good. And we were like, well, we can't put them, like, should we just do a Dino anthology? Like, I don't know what to do with this. I was about <laughs> to say that that might be cool to do like some elsewhere's like best ofs later. So mm-hmm. the anthology book for your anthologies where like you can try like specific creators or kind of styles. Um, yeah, think. and honestly, we have plenty of people who, um, uh, the dude who did um, the Kaju Love Story, he sent us like half dozen too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, th- there are plenty of people that we have. And, you know, it's interesting. Comics people kind of want to do um, issue length, you know, the 22 pages, or they want to do graphic novel length, or they want to do these short pieces. And uh, like John Chance, um, he's got a ton of short pieces. Dino Caruso. Um, and, and, you know, it, it's interesting that, you know, if you're going to produce, let's say, 150 pages over a certain amount of time, some people choose to do that in shorts with a lot of different art teams and a lot of different creative folks involved. Um, and we are grateful for that. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I, I, I'm not, I don't write as much as I used to, but like, I actually really like short, like working on short pieces. Like I usually do prose because I'm not an artist and it's hard to, for, to find a, a comic artist to, uh, can get stuff to you on time is, you know, I'm not a publisher. You guys have something a little bit different, but um, I like to write like maybe 2000, 3000 words, but like it really forces you to just cut out all the bull and focus on just what need. It's a good exercise to do every once in a while because it helps you hone like what's important in the story and what's not. And like you end up losing a lot of extraneous details that some people can get bogged down. in. I don't know. I find it, I find it more creatively energizing than just, well, I've got uh, a Word document and it can go on forever. I can do whatever I want. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, so I, I yeah, and it's a whole different craft. Yeah. Like, yeah, there are plenty of people 
um, you know, in literary fiction that we know for their work as short writers. Um, there are plenty of people um, who we know for writing long stuff. Um, and, and different people have different skill sets. Um, yeah, and I'm with you, man. You know, like, what do you want to read? Do you want to read um, a 300 page graphic novel? I've got, uh, oh, what's it? Uh, something brown um, about the little kid. It's got these maniacal, uh, um, really tight little illustrated bits, and the book is flipped over. Uh, I can't remember um, the, the character's name, but it's like, it's this thick, it's hardcover, it's got this wraparound thing with like intensely detailed stuff that, you know, like I got to get a different pair of glasses to see everything. Mm. That's fun. It's a heck of a cool book. Uh, you know, it's like 600 pages or something of comic art um, and at the same level of detail. Um, or do you want to read... Uh, you know, 150 pages. Do you want to read 22? Do you want to read six? Well, I've, I've always been a fan of like the stories being as long as they need to be. I yeah. hate when things get real bloated and kind of waste your time a little bit. Or, you know, the, on the flip side, like, hey, this is this should be a lot longer. Like, there's so much cool stuff that you're glossing over. So, like I said, like, I, I like that it forces, uh, you know, a, a level of creativity and you have to be a little bit more thoughtful about uh, what you're putting into it. Um, yeah. And, you know, in, in this anthology and in a lot, I'm sure, um, but, and, you know, I, I did this, uh, the short works are a, a pitch or a piece or a taste or a teaser of something longer. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm sure these, you can look at these as like almost like a pilot season, you know? Yeah. If, if someone wanted to spin it off into, like, you know, uh, Miss Medusa, like that might have some legs, uh, no pun intended, because I assume legs. there's like monsters with multiple legs in it. But, his legs and tentacles. Yeah, um, you know, some you know, like, hey, I I have more. There's more I can explore in this space. You know, maybe I can do that. Maybe I can do that even this. You know, in volume three, or I could do it as my own comic for a little bit, um, and then you know, then that can be collected in its own graphic novel and sat alongside this on your shelf. Um, but that, that's really exciting. Um, but yeah. So as of recording this, um, there's what nine days left. Um, so probably going to be a little bit less by the time you're listening to this. Um, I know there's, I, I ordered mine today. Um, I know we'll eventually get them for the store, but I know we will be after the fact that after backers start getting their copies, um, since, you know, you helped back it. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm excited for it. I, I was really excited for the first one and I think I'm even more excited for this one. Um, I, I think the variety of stories is, is very enticing. I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it. And the art you guys have shown is really top level, like better than yeah. half the things I think I have on the shelf now. Not yeah. trying to put anyone else down, I'm just, but like, I think you have a really good collection of talent you're showing off right now. Thank you. No, I think it's important to mention because I think um, some people have struggled uh backing us because they're like oh an anthology you know it's probably just like some crap that people threw together yeah i think people think like the xerox zines you know like you that no, i've made plenty of those the same yeah one. yeah listen those have a charm too but like yeah this this is like a full professional thing 
which almost sounds like I'm trying to, I'm almost insulting, which isn't necessarily what I'm going for because you guys are professional comic creators uh, and a comic <laughs> publisher, but I'm just trying to be reassuring to people who might, you know, have not looked at the website yet. You should well, definitely check it out. And, and also, you know, like as an editor, uh, one of my, one of my joys is always to take people who are at a certain level in their career and put them in the same book as somebody who's, you know, a little more on me just starting it. Mm-hmm. Um, that in my experience, um, people in, in, in anthologies, people, um, I, I ran a, an anthology arts magazine for several years. Uh, people who are involved at that level together and, and um, you know, Laurie and I are communicating with everybody who made this book. Um, hey, you know, there's nine days left in the Kickstarter. Uh, don't forget to do this. Don't, you know, that kind of just administrative stuff. Um, there's a Facebook group and they, they all can see each other's emails by now. What's cool is that, you know, like four weeks after the uh, Kickstarter ends, one of those people is going to send somebody else a note and say, man, I really liked your piece. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to work together. Um, and then, you know, they're going to produce something really cool that either we can publish in the next Elsewhere or that they go on and get, you know, more famous than us. No, that's that's kind of the dream, though, isn't it? Like you guys are kind of putting together a digital bullpen. Yeah. You know, like the, the classic everyone in a room together, like working together kind of thing. But, you know, that's one of the benefits is, you know, the modern age. Um, which I guess, speaking of, you guys have an event coming up called Indie Your Face, um, <laughs> which is a great name. Uh, could you tell me a little about that? Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's just, uh, it's our live stream. We're just calling them creative names to try mm-hmm. to get people on board. <laughs> uh, the name I stuck like out to me. I was like, I got to talk about it. So, um, But yeah, uh, it's going to be uh, Monday, March 15th. Uh, and we're going to have us on. We're going to talk about Elsewhere because Elsewhere will still be up for a couple of days at that point. We'll have two days to go. Uh, but we're also going to have four other indie creators who are running their own Kickstarters at the same time for completely different stuff. Uh, we're going to have Russell Nolte, uh, Moana McAdams, uh, who does, uh, she does a podcast. So she'll be kickstarting her second season. Um, uh, Don Walker, who currently has a Kickstarter for uh, a book called Dreadlock the Barbarian. If you guys like Conan at all, uh, <laughs> it's fucking awesome. <laughs> um, and there's one more person who I'm forgetting, Brian J. Lambert, who also currently has a Kickstarter for a book called Nightfall, and he's doing the second issue. So we're going to be talking to all of them about their projects and kind of hopefully promoting their stuff and promoting our stuff. Oh, that's really exciting. I'm, I'm really Glad seeing you guys do all this stuff. I remember when uh, Unlikely Hero Studios was just like a couple of dudes in Atlantic City trying to get a superhero <laughs> comic out. And now you're trying to, now it seems like you're almost becoming like an indie forefront uh, for creators. I'm really excited to still be a part of the story for this, which I guess speaking <laughs> of, uh, was it surgeon number three you should get because I'm in it and get killed, uh, which I'm really excited That's right, about. right, you do. Yeah. <laughs> I finally got the to to see myself in the comic and i got killed off this this whole year has been so weird like i've had i've had two books come out um Mm -hmm. up from the skies and surgeon three and then you know we'll get um elsewhere here and and like i don't get to go to cons um 
my local shops, anybody within um, driving distance, all shut down because um, of COVID. Oh, that sucks. Um, you know, like this whole um, this whole pandemic and its impact. You know, I, it, sure, it had a huge impact on the business. It it really like knocked Diamond back on its heels early on. Um, you know, everybody's kind of scrambling, but you know, just like me personally, I feel like, you know, I'm just creating these books and they're all in my attic. Um, <laughs> I'm yeah. really eager to get some, some paper in front of people. Yeah. I, I really miss being able to do events and shows and stuff. I, you know, we, we were in the habit of doing like at least, at least a signing every month, if not, yeah. like, if not like a bigger event. And then, you know, March 17th last year, we, that's when like the lockdown happened in Jersey and, we were closed for like three, four months and thank God we had some government assistance for that. But like, you know, we, we were able to bounce back and like, I don't want to sound like we're, you know, being smug or anything, but we're doing pretty okay. Like we just yeah. announced we're expanding yeah, yeah. opening a second location. But like, I know we're not the typical story for this. Like I, I, it's sad to hear not just comic book shops closing from that, but just like anyone, you know, any small business closing, you know, we, you know, we run a small business. We know how tough it is. Like, you know, you, you gotta, I don't know. It's, but I, I would love to, you know, you know, it's granted, you know, other comic book stops closing up might sound better for us, but like, it's bad for the whole industry. Like, you know, comic stop, like people need to place to buy comics in order for more comics to be made. Well, and, and Maury, see if um, this, jabs with your experience um but like the last year everything i've read says um kickstarters there, there aren't as many being launched but the ones that do launch have a higher success rate and like more more of the ones who launch are successful and also they they tend to raise more money which is fascinating and you know like as creators we we love our fans anyway, but holy moly, thanks for that. You know, I mean, when, when times are bad, the people who care, who, who did something, you know, who give a darn, um, have supported this industry. Yeah, as much as like, I've always said comic fans aren't happy unless they're complaining about something. Um, and I include myself in that as well. Sure. Yeah, but like, especially because you know the next couple episodes of the podcast, not to spoiler spoil anything, but we're talking about like the Zack Snyder movies and stuff, and I'm not a big fan. But um, you know, oh I, same. I, yeah, when people people are you know the the grumbling comes from a place of passion. Like, I you don't open a comic book store because you like are you're indifferent towards them because right. you know. I, well, because trying, it's a sound yeah. investment yeah exactly yeah i here's the secret to make a to make a small fortune in this start with a large one yeah um but like you know we've been training some new people because we're expanding and talking to them about them like you know the best part of your day is once you start to get to know a lot of our, our regulars and then you can talk to them and you get to know them like i've, I've developed a lot of really strong friendships over the years because of that so, yeah. you know we just have to talk about comics like we're, you know, we're also into baseball and stuff someone comes in you know with like a Phillies hat that's a good place to start you know a conversation or something um so yeah I, I don't know I, I find that people will stick with you and we've had a similar experience when we we're shut down we we're kind of able to like 
scramble and get a bunch of like our graphic novels and stuff out to like three of our managers house. And then we were doing our sales online uh, and then shipping them from home. But, you know, people are like buying a lot of digital gift cards and stuff, you know, just so, right. they, yeah, just, yeah. Just, just so they could get us some money. But like, I, I would insist that they would do that because then at least it gives them something they can spend on later. I, you know, that way they can still get something for their buck when we open back up. But, you know, then there was a while where we weren't allowed because we're store, main stores in the mall. And there was a while where, you know, we were allowed, like employees were allowed in, but like the public wasn't. So we're just doing like curbside and stuff. And, yeah. um, you know, we everyone kind of adapted. Most of our comic regulars, like we would start sending the invoices for their comics online and then they would buy them. And, you know, we were working on that. But I remember the day we came back to open back up, it was like, better than like christmas season like every everyone came out but i also don't know how much of that is everyone was sick of being stuck at home right right but still really yeah, there's definitely some of that <laughs> it still feels really nice to be like oh you know what we do is kind of silly and frivolous in a certain way like i don't know i tell people like listen i sell comic books i understand that we're gonna like the lowest end of priorities for stuff opening back up or right, staying right. open during this but, you know, it's still nice. Like people enjoy what we do and like, it's just validating, you know? Yeah. And, art and entertainment are really important, even yeah. though it's a pandemic. Like that's like, people need a distraction. They need something. And, you know, art, can, especially art, like what you guys do can be really powerful, um, you know, uh, in the right circumstances. Like, like you're talking about art, making you feel something you haven't felt before. There's no reason comics can't do that. Yeah. You know, I've read some amazing books over the years and like they come from all kinds of places. Um, man, getting a little bit philosophical and off topic. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely get kicked. Um, definitely get check out the Kickstarter. Again, I'll link it in the description um, to check it out. But yeah, you guys have any uh, any other final thoughts on uh, on elsewhere or just guys comics in general, or, you know, the meaning of life, whatever you guys feel like. Uh, waxing poetic about right now i feel like i'm the luckiest guy in the world i get to be you know i get to do this this is exactly what i wanted to do ever since i was a little kid um you know and, and the the community um the indie community and, and in terms of fans and creators um you know, I've, I've met some total backstabbers in this business, but I've also met some of the best people I know in this business. Mm -hmm. This is this is what it's all about. Yeah, this uh, the secret to life is not always like what you know. Sometimes it's who you know. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I most combo creators I've met with, especially in the indie scene, have have been pretty pretty good guys. Um, but you know, like like you said, some people aren't, and that's just the way of life. Um, well, I find just making this anthology, we've met a lot of indie creators that I, we wouldn't have connected with. Yeah, yeah. it's um, a great opportunity. Yeah. yeah. Um, and just found out about their work and been like, oh, you know, we can hire them down the line. We can work with them. We can. Yeah. And there's a there's so many and like people don't know about them. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. What's well, nice is, you know, you're giving everyone a chance to kind of like show each other off and everyone's signal boosting each other's works. Yeah you know that's that's really cool and, and trying to do it in a spirit where there's no sense of um the necessity of competition yeah right? um nobody's vying for space everybody's in it together and when we remove that you know like you know it illusion 
that somebody has to win and they can talk to each other and support each other. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I think it's great. Um, but yeah, like I said, I love supporting indie creators and, you know, I've known you guys for a while now and we've always been there to support you and I will continue to do so um, until you make a bad book, which I don't think is going to happen. <laughs> and, then, and then we're going to trash you. Yeah. And then I'll never carry yeah. anything you ever do again. Um, <laughs> that's how it works, right? <laughs> yeah. Once Marvel puts out something bad, we just stop that whole line, you know? Um, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, what about you, Laurie? How are you feeling about uh, elsewhere? What do you hope people take away from it? Oh, uh, that's a good question. Yeah. Um, uh, just that um, you can you can make a really really good quality book without having names mm-hmm. on it. Um, like a lot of people were complaining to me, you know, like if if they don't have a big enough name, they won't get accepted. Like anthologies seem to be either one or the other. Like it's all like they have to have a bunch of heavy hitters or they have to have, or it's just some guy assembling something and it's thrown together. Like it's, it, and we're trying to kind of, we're doing it kind of differently and it's not about names. Like I don't really care. Like if we get a name, that's great because that name will help promote other people. But if we don't get one, I don't care. Yeah. Like yeah. we just want the book to look good and, and be awesome and for people to enjoy it and learn about new creators. So. And, and you know, the people in our, in elsewhere, they have credits, you know, but they're, it, you know, it's not like we got Scotty Young or, you know, it's not like we got, some huge name we got we got pros we got people who work for a living and yeah i mean if you can do that in this business that's great yeah man and like i'll be honest with you i've been moving stuff i mean i've been moving and like i've been going through some of my old like because I, you know most of my old indie books i'm like oh this art looks familiar and then i look at the art i look at the the name and i'm like oh now they're i know them now they've gone on and done like you know spider-man and stuff like that i'm like oh now it's really cool. I have this little piece of like before they were famous. Yeah. Um, and now you can get it with like 75 creators. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, <laughs> yeah, there's exactly. literally got to be something for everybody in there. Otherwise you just don't like comic books. Yeah. It's, you know, so listen, when, when, you know, five years from now, when the, one of the creators in this book becomes famous, this is going to be a total collector's issue. Oh yeah. Like you, you have this is like as sure as Bitcoin. You need to buy it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is the new cryptocurrency is getting comic yeah. books. Um, <laughs> hey, that's the way it was in the 90s, right? Um, but yeah, well, well, thank you guys for so much for joining me. Um, at, listeners, please back uh, elsewhere. Please at least check it out. I think it's going to be worth uh, getting. You'll kick yourself for not getting it offhand because um, we're going to have to sell it to you at a higher price in the store. But at least we will have it available. Um, John, Laurie, thank you so much. Um, it's always a pleasure talking to you. Likewise, thank man. You. Thanks and a yeah. pleasure. I'll have an excuse to have you guys on um, when we're not trying to promote uh, a specific product. Or next time you have a specific product to promote, I'll have you on. Whatever. It's my podcast. I can do whatever I want. Where that we don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, a good comic creator always has something to promote, right? Which, speaking of, uh, where can everyone find you guys? Uh, got uh, any social medias you want to plug? 
John, do you want to go first? I mean, for yourself I'm or on Facebook, there. If you look for me, you'll find me. Um, I'm on Instagram too. Um, Bubba Sattva, like a Bodhisattva, the um, incarnation of a Buddha who stays behind to make sure everybody gets enlightened. Bodhisattva, Bubba. Yeah. Um, and then um, garbagefactory.com is my uh, is my website. I like um, everything I've done. Period. Not just Unlikely Hero Studios books is on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that's a good way, probably. uh yeah and for well for the company it's just uh unlikely hero studios on facebook uh at uh studios on twitter uh at uh studios official on instagram um and uh studios.com slash kickstarter uh for the kickstarter and then uh studios.com for our web store um we're actually uh we actually have a merch store now where we have shirts john is wearing one of them he's wearing one of the up from the sky shirts um but we're going to be adding three new designs tomorrow for saint patrick's day that include uh the unquenchable lush from super it's almost like (laughs) it was made to be on saint patrick's day merch i you you would think yeah Yeah. i'm i can't believe we haven't done it until now (laughs) but it's happening now (laughs) oh the other the other shirt that's so great is the um mummy cat from uh, hot brass pharaoh's gold which i wrote with my son and I, I went into his room today to show him i got him a mummy cat t-shirt and i held it up for him and he's like there's a cat in the book like, dude yes there is <laughs> <laughs> he's, 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 he's in the background of a whole lot of stuff he's always doing something funny and he's he's a running hilarious joke that he and I agreed on, <laughs> but then you know, whatever. <laughs> I mean, that's still really cool. I, I, there's been quite a few comics that, like, you know, uh, one of the kid, one of the co-writers is, is a is a kid. Those are some of the most fun books because, like, the best ones really tap into that like kid's imagination. Like that, as an adult, you wouldn't think about yeah. about anymore. Um, so I'll check that out. I'm, I'm excited to check that out. Um, I'll go check out the new shirts too. Um, yeah, so um, that'll do us for this special episode. Like I said, it's going to be up on a special day as since time is going to be of the essence. Um, you can check us out at leveupentertainment.com. Uh, we collect, we carry all Unlikely Heroes products, uh, at least comics. Um, I think we have all the books right now. If not, we're going to have to order more. I'm going to have to order some more soon anyway because we're opening up a second location in Summers Point. Um, I'm going to need to stock the store there. So Laurie and I will talk about that off air. Um, But yeah, so until next time, be safe.